if we ponder for a while and wonder, who are you? Who am I? Who are we everywhere in this world? There seems to be so many color, race differences. Yet, we are all children of this same Mother Earth. And especially during these times, we can recognize how interconnected we are. In fact, it is pointed out in our ancient scripture that the multiple universes are just one organism on the infinite as though body of the Lord or exist in one pore of the Supreme. Each one of us is a very important, intrinsic part of this huge body of the earth. Not only we, but everyone is essentially a very important part of this universe. When we forget this, we build our own imaginary relationship with some people and with others. We create boundaries and borders and create differences, hatred, wars, etc. Yet, this whole universe, we are so interlinked, you cannot move a stone without affecting a star. A mere flutter of the wings of a butterfly can actually create a tsunami. Nothing in this universe is unconnected. We are all connected to that one. Therefore, Bhagwan Shankaracharya, in the next idea or the next teaching, puts certain questions of inquiry and brings to our attention that an illusion remains as long as we do not inquire. And the moment we inquire, many of our delusions just fizzle off because depending on what we inquire. Thus, in this 23rd verse, Bhagwan says, Kastvam koham kuta ayataha Kame janani kome tataha Iti paribhavaya sarvamasaram Vishwam tyaktva swapna vicharam Bhajagovindam Bhajagovindam Govindam Bhajamudamate Kahatvam, who are you? Kaha aham, who am I? Kuta ayataha, from where 
have you or anyone come? Kame janani, who is my mother? Kaha tataha, who is my father? Iti paribhavaya, in this manner, inquire deeply and recognize sarvam asaram. All these are made up by our emotions and our thoughts. Vishwam tyaktva swapna vicharam. Understand that which constantly keeps on changing is without its own essential essence, asaram. They are all made up fancies of our mind. And therefore, turn your attention away from that which is just based on emotions, just based on imaginations and is like a dream. Like a dream means not to neglect anything and consider it to be a dream. It's like a dream. Like when you wake up, it is no longer there. It was just created by the mind. That's how people make relationships, people break relationships, believe in various relationships and get so preoccupied and when they are disappointed in various relationships, then they wonder what have they done with their life. It reminds me of a very, very interesting commonly told story, stories in the field of uh, discourses that once a sadhu, a monk, was traveling, thirsty, came to a well, drank some water, and on the cooling parapet of the well, lay down to rest and dozed off. And just before he was dozing, far on a distance, like a mirage, he could see a Bharat, a wedding procession. And in the dream, he saw that he was the bridegroom and all these people had gathered to cheer him and to get him married. And he even started dreaming that he got married, had a beautiful wife and then had a number of children. Those days they used to have number of children. It was a good idea. But they had number of children and uh, while there were so many children, all the children wanted to come and sleep on the bed with him and his wife. And finally, there was no place for him only. And naturally, after many years of marriage, it's the children that are more important. So she pushes him off the bed and says, give place to the children. And he falls off from the bed. And as he fell down from the bed in his dream, he fell turning, quite alarmed, into the well itself. The people from the wedding uh, procession heard the splash of sound in the well and they came and removed the, the monk from the well and when they took him out, they said, what happened? So he told them his entire dream. So they said, why are you dreaming that you got married? Why don't you get married? And that monk reflected 
he said that if the family in my dream can do this to me and drop me in a well, what will my real wife and children do? No? So in the same way, so many relationships we make up, not that these relationships in this world when we are transacting have got no meaning. Yet, remember that most of these relationships are only as long as the body is there and therefore temporary. Many of them we make, we break. In another way, when you inquire, as we said, each one is essential on this planet. Yet, with some people we make a certain relationship and with others we create relationships of hatred and enmity. If we sit and inquire, who are we angry with, upset with, who are we attached to? If you think, all relationships are with this body. This body is made up of food that the father, mother and you ate. That food came from plants. The plants got their nourishment from earth. Thus, this body is made up of only mud. And a number of clods of mud meet together and say, we can't live without each other, we can't live without each other. It almost looks like a 3D you know, creation movie where things are made up of clay and they keep talking and meeting each other, clinging to each other. Therefore, keep inquiring. Who are you? Who is everyone? And whatever names, forms, external relationships we make, we break, we get affected with, they all change. Friends become four overnight, whom you thought were your enemies, turn out to be your friends. Thus, this whole fancy of creation goes on in our mind as a mere imagination. And therefore, many of the thoughts that we think and judge people by are only the imagination of our mind. Sit back and reflect, whether as children, in school, in college or even in business, in your work field, when you meet someone and you make an impression and keep that impression for so long, thinking that this person is not a right person, this person you are suspicious of, we build such kind of imaginary relationships with people. And much later, after we have lost out on friendship or gained for such a long time, we begin to realize that we were wrong. Sometimes you blindly trust people and for them you do such things and later on get disappointed. When it is said that the world is like a dream, things just constantly are in a state of flux, constantly in the state of change. Therefore, he says, when you inquire, you'll find 
that most of our relationship with people is not based on proper inquiry and fact. It is just based on our likes, dislikes, imaginations. Therefore, Bhaja Govinda, Sikh Govinda, Bhaja Govinda, inquire into the nature of truth and reality. Whatever you see and perceive, whatever is thought of, inquire through the right means of knowledge. In this, the scriptures, the wise people guide us. Bhaja Govindam, Bhaja Govindam, Govindam, Bhaja Moodamate. Otherwise, we live in a fancy world of our own likes, dislikes, imaginations, dream world. Till one day it changes and our dreams are shattered and we wake up to realize that we were suffering for so long in just an imaginary world. Seek the truth and in that truth, when you see in the light of knowledge, the whole creation, in fact, you see and recognize that oneness, that golden beam of light that brings all our experiences together to weave them into a necklace of life. That golden thread which remains unseen but binds all the different pearls into a necklace. There is only one truth, one reality, one God, not only one of the gods. Not that there is God, but God alone is. And that alone can be called as God, not what people conceptualize in their life for which they fight, quarrel, kill, plunder, just their own fancy ideologies, their own concepts of their mind. Understand they are all without any proper determination of the truth and therefore we experience it. But it is like a dream. When it is said, that see that one reality and especially spiritual students who keep hearing that there is only one truth, there is only one eternal reality, it is one with everyone, it is one with me and especially coming from this great Acharya of Advaita Vedanta based on the teachings of the Upanishads who declared that the essence of all knowledge of the Upanishads is that ekameva advitiya brahma. There is only one without a second infinite reality and there is nothing else and if you do see it, it is only an appearance. And an appearance does not make a part. An appearance cannot affect that which is its substratum, the reality. Just as the mirage waters cannot wet the desert sand, nor make a car slip that, speeded by, uh, that speeds by. In the same way, 
the illusion cannot touch that one infinite truth. When we hear this statement again and again, so far, whenever anything is said about the world or even inquiry into the nature of the world, we can understand with our intellect. But intellectuals, when something is told which is beyond the intellect, the truth can be explained logically, but logic alone, intellect alone, which is finite and limited, cannot discover the truth by itself. Therefore, the frustration of the seeker, whether to have darshan of the Lord, vision of the Lord, or to come and recognize this infinite, all-pervading reality. And therefore, in our scriptures, this infinite pervading reality has been indicated in so many different words and one of it is Vishnu. Vishnu means one with the longest stride, which means one who is all-pervading, present everywhere, in and through everything. Frustration is, we see all the names and forms like a golden veil covering the one infinite truth or reality. Our beloved is behind the veil, the beautiful embroidered, zarid veil. And we have to remove that veil. And then we can have as though a peep into the beyond. Mind can only see that which is finite, limited, transactional. But that one underlining, infinite, blissful self, which is present in everyone, the frustration of a seeker is that you tell that there is one God everywhere. You say that there is one reality everywhere. But we cannot see it. Many people argue, just because we don't see God, there is no God. But we have not seen our great-grandparents. It doesn't mean that our parents had no parents. We do not, do not see many things. With our senses, we do not even see people's emotions or even feel people's emotions. That's why we cry, nobody understands my emotions. We can't see emotions. Very often we cannot even feel other people's emotions. People can't feel our emotions. That doesn't mean that we don't experience it. Therefore, the frustration of a seeker and Bhagwan Shankaracharya in this next verse points out to us that if you are really anxious to see that one truth, don't get angry. Don't get frustrated. There is a way. There's a way to recognize this one truth, this one Vishnu. Vishnu. And he says, Tvai mai chanya traiko Vishnu vyartham kupyasi mai hasa hishnu 
underlining every mantra of the upanishads of vedanta of all the teachings of the greatest of all saints that there is only one tvai in you mai in me cha anyatra and at all places in everyone ekah vishnu there is only one vishnu now please don't understand the word vishnu to mean a particular god of a particular religion as opposed to the other deities etc vishnu itself means one who is all pervading vyartham kupyasi mai ah sahishnu why are you getting upset with the scriptures why are you getting upset with the gurus why are you getting upset with the masters why are you getting upset with yourself and your meditation why is it that even though everywhere this truth this reality is there but we cannot see experience something which is there here now in front inside outside us all the time and here the great acharya points out the very essence of the bhagavad gita that throughout the bhagavad gita krishna has pointed out the means for yoga or called it as yoga itself and that is samatvam yoga uchyate equanimity of mind is yoga and leads you to that unity of mind that unity with the truth and reality that unity with everyone in the universe for there is only one and if achirat soon you want to be one with this state of infinitude state words god reality heaven all these are only relative terms there's only one infinite truth or reality we see the complete appearances of names and forms in this universe and our attention is only on their utility their benefit etc but once we see this oneness and how do we see this oneness in our mind there is duality there are likes and dislikes born of our own ignorance born of our own attachments these likes and dislikes that we have we judge people some as our own others as our enemies some we want to protect others we want to harm also how people can even think in such a manner are we not part will not when others be affected we will be affected how can we keep ourselves independent of others 
once we begin to recognize, and if we cannot see that oneness, just as we consider ourselves when we belong to a particular family, that we are one. And even now, in physical distancing, what people call social distancing, you as a family are a unit, protected, together, supporting each other. Vasudeva Kutumbakam is the message of the Rishis that this entire Vasudha, this whole earth, and all its beings, creatures, are part of one big family. If you cannot see at first that there is only one functioning through me, through you, through everyone, at least let us see that we are children of the same Mother Earth. We are the children of that same cosmic father and mother. And thus, we are one big family. The moment you start thinking like this, all our distinction, differences, begin to fizzle away. Just as we forgive our close family, or not even take to heart, we are helpful when we start living in such an atmosphere of equanimity, not only in our relationship outside, but even in our experiences of the world, when we accept everything as prasad or gift of the Lord or the care of the mother. Sometimes she shakes you, sometimes she scolds you, other times she pampers you and embraces you. But you know, underlining all her different expressions, there is only that one eternal truth that this mother is, and that is love. With love, when we see the entire universe filling our heart with love, or at least loving the one who loves everyone. When we keep that love in our heart, the vision of oneness, that one God in everyone, that's why we meet, not just for hygienic purposes, which was also one of the facts, but when we meet with our hands folded, it is to remind ourselves that in you, in me, is that same Vishnu, that same truth. Call him by any name, call her by any name. There is only one, and to that one I eternally bow. Then there is not only equanimity amongst people, we accept everything that comes to us as grace and our mind also becomes summer, quiet. And when there are no waves in the mind, no distortion in that still mind,
you can experience that one consciousness that pervades not only every thought of yours, but pervades the entire universe. Therefore, bhava samachitta sarvatratvam vanchasya chirat yadi vishnutvam. If you want that state of infinite bliss, of love and oneness, of unity and harmony, then remain in equanimity. Bhaja Govindam. Seek this one. Bhaja Govindam. Accept everything as Govinda's grace. Bhaja Govindam. See everyone as an expression of that one Lord, one truth, one reality. And if your God was in front of you, again called by any name, how would you behave? How would you speak to him? This is how we create equanimity of mind. This is yoga. This is meditation. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.